You ready for the word? Boy, that's kind of okay. Now, let's pretend for a minute like we're saved. Anybody ready for the word? Yeah, I am too. I am too. The word changes you. The word of God, this Bible you have in your hand is, is I'm going to get into this in a minute. It's God's thoughts. That's, that's huge. It's his thoughts. And he wrote them down so you could think like he thinks. And you could talk like he talks. That's huge. Now, we're going to open his word in a minute. And, um, and we're going to learn things that we've never known before. We're going to learn things we never. And because of that, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Now, the more you're receptive to that, the more you're ready for that, the faster it works for you. Amen? So get your Bible and go to Mark 11. Go to Mark 11. My sermon today is called Talking Like God, the fourth dimension. I don't know whether they got that or not. I didn't call Nikki. She was on vacation up in the woods doing nothing. Her and Paul. (laughs) But they're home today and I love them. Glory to God, Jesus is Lord. You know, I used to think to myself, how how long shall we preach faith? I think forever. These three abide forever, faith, hope, and love. Is love ever going to be done away with? Neither will faith. You'll be using your faith in heaven. Every time God gives you a new assignment, he's going to require your faith to do it. God is a faith God. I want to read the scripture to you, and um, I want you to pay attention to it because it's changed my life. It has literally changed everything that I'm doing. Mark eleven twenty three, Mark eleven twenty two, um, page over here, and Jesus answered and said, "Have faith in God." Years ago, I read Brother Hagen made a statement. That literally says, have the faith of God. But because that changes everything, I didn't like it. I preferred to have faith in him and me not have his. Now, I I liked me trusting him to do something, but I didn't like me having to be responsible to do something. And so I stayed in the way it's written in most Bibles, have the faith, have faith in God. But then one day when I was praying, the Lord said to me, the Bible says, have the faith of God. And I, and I went back and I read, and I'm going to read it out of this, this, this is a, a, a Kenneth Hagin Bible and his notes are in here. And it says, let's focus our attention in the moment, have the faith in God or as the margin of my Bible, have the faith of God, Greek scholars tell us it should be translated, have the God kind of faith. Now, now, what does that mean? Well, it, it's simple. How did God make the universe? By faith. Now, now we've talked about this prior to this, But what he's saying in a nutshell, I'm going to teach you to do what I do. This is God talking to you and I. 
I'm going to teach you to do, maybe not to the degree. I don't think I'll be making any universes anytime soon, but I sure would like to change my circumstances. Wouldn't you? All right. Now, when you think about this, so, so he makes a statement, have faith like God has faith. In other words, how did he make the universe? Well, if you were here the last two weeks, we found out that the first thing God did was that he, he got down in his basement. Now, I know he doesn't have a basement, and I, I don't know how to make, I have to bring God down to, to my thinking. I think he's eight years old. Because when you make fish that have eyeballs floating on a tentacle a foot above, you have to be eight to even imagine something as goofy as that. If you've ever been in the ocean and seen what, and I'm thinking, what were you thinking, God? What were you thinking? I think he had a ball making animals. I, I think he had a ball making everything that he made. And I can, I envision him in his basement like a kid drawing and going, that is cool. And then he goes, okay, hold on a minute. Okay, hold on. He makes a lion and then he goes, okay, okay. Let's make a skinnier one that runs faster. We'll make a leopard now. And, he, and, I, and, and, and he's just, and, and, I, and I have an imagination that it took him like a million years. It probably didn't. I don't know, maybe 20 million, maybe 10 minutes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll all find that out one day. But we know this, that he had it in his imagination before he stood up and said, be. And then he went, that's cool. He said, I like that. He made the sun. He made the stars, he made planets, he made animals, and he did it, we know he did it by faith. Then we have Jesus coming along, acting like father. Now I'm gonna make a statement to you, I'm gonna blow your mind. Jesus never prayed for anybody. You have to read your Bible one day. It's actually a cool book. So if Jesus said this, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith, he's telling you and I, you and I can do this. Now, in order to do it, you have to learn how he did it. And I'm going to say this up front. It's easy. It's not difficult. He said, my yoke is easy. If you're struggling, you're not in faith. Jesus didn't go, fig tree. He went, he's in faith. Come on, I'm preaching real good. You've never seen an orange on a tree going. And make an orange. It just makes one. Faith, walking like God should be natural. You and I were made 
birds were made to fly, fish were made to swim. You and I were made in the image of God to do what he does. I'm his kid. You're his kid. So this right here is absolutely an incredible subject. When you realize, you mean I don't have to stay the way I am? Not if you don't want to. You can if you like. You can get up and go to church where they call me name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, and just die and then stand before the Lord and say, why? And he'll say, the why line's over there. It's like 20 miles long. <laughs> All the people can't say, I'll get to heaven. I'm going to ask God why. Well, you could actually read the book right now. You don't really have to wait. Oh, you can come ask me. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Never mind. Y'all look like a... Anyway, anyway. Listen to this statement. If you want to get God's results, you got to learn to think like God and talk like God. If you want God results, you got to learn to think like God thinks and talk like God thinks. Now, wait a minute. You say, God, how am I going to think like God? Well, he has a whole book of thoughts. You can actually, don't get mad at me. You can actually not be dumb. Quick. You can open your mouth and go, I'm going to tell you what I think about it. According to Mark 11, 23 and 24, huh? I think you can have what you say. And all the angels are going, that's an intelligent man right there. That's a real. And all your friends are going, that guy's crazy. All right, all right. Am I doing good? So before we get going, I'm going to take you backwards in Mark for a few minutes. Go to Mark 4, Mark 4, and we're going to go over some of the way, we're going to, we're going to do a precursor up to Mark 11, okay? Mark 4, and we're going to educate ourselves, 435. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let's try to make it <laughs> to the other side if it be thy will, O God. That's not what he said. He said, hey guys, let's go to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took along a boat, and other little boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and God didn't do it. The storms in life are not God trying to teach you. They're trying to stop you from your destiny. If you're against the storm and God caused the storm, you're, you're against God. And if Jesus, God started the storm to stop Jesus, then uh, Jesus is against God. So the problems you're having in life were not created by God to teach you. All right, and I know they told you that God uses that to teach you, but the hospital is full of the dumbest people you've ever met in your life, and that is, according to them, is the way God teaches. It apparently isn't working real good. Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. Now, before you get out of here, if you're a religious person, I, you know, polish your shoes when you leave. I will get on your feet a little bit. But I have to because you'll know the truth and the truth will make you mad or set you free, whichever one you want. Okay. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat in the boat and it was already filling and he was in the stern asleep on the pillow and they woke him and said, God, don't you care anything about us? God, why is it I'm having a problem and you just don't care? Let me come over here. Y'all look quiet. 
Why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? Oh, why don't you care? And why don't you do something about it? I just discovered 999% of the Christian prayers in America. Jesus is asleep and, <laughs> you know, if God cared, I don't know why God, and everybody blames God for everything that happens. And God's not to blame for the storms in your life. Maybe it's just the world you're living in. Maybe it ain't you at all. Maybe. But in other words, he didn't say row harder. He didn't say get scuba gear. Let's go. He was in the stern, sleeping on the pillow, and they woke him. Teacher, don't you care? And he arose and rebuked. Well, hold on a minute. Let's change this. Let's read out of the reverse translation. <laughs> Jesus arose and said, Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God, we're down here in this storm. <laughs> oh, God, we know thou art God and there's nobody beside you. But oh, if you can find it in your benevolent heart <laughs> to help us get to the other side and not die out here in this wisdom. Oh, God. I just blew every denomination in the mud. Everything you've ever learned, I just, I just blew it away. Because that's how you have been taught to pray. And if you just pray loud enough, and you just pray long enough, and you put some spizzering to me, maybe God will look over the banister of heaven and go, what's going on down there? Gabriel says, well, they got themselves in a mess there in a windstorm. Well, take some angel dust and sprinkle it on them and Okay, okay, okay. This is exactly the way the world, the church thinks. And, and don't be fat, feel bad. You were taught to believe that by people who don't get their prayers answered either. But you understand that is not what happened. So Jesus stands up and looks at water. Water. And said, stop. And it went. And they went. What? Do you see what he did? He just he stood up and he went, shut up and lay down. To the wind and the waves. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. I want you to do, I'm going to get way ahead of myself. Say me too. Say me too. Say, I'm going to learn to operate faith like God operates faith. We're going to quit being defeated by every little, every little thing that happens in your life. And honey, it's going to happen. But you're not staying there. Okay, let's do And he rebuked the wind and the sea. He spoke to it. He said, peace be still. And it went, don't pat. And they said, and then he turned to him and he said, why are you so afraid and how is it you have no faith? He threw it back on them. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't talk to God. 
He spoke to the sea, and then he turned to his disciples and said, what did I say? Let's go to the other side. Correct. I didn't change my mind. I said you will live and not die. I said you're blessed coming in. I said you're complete. I said. God's got a whole different thought process than you have. But he also has a different language than you have. So Jesus is standing up. And you understand he is the second Adam. How did Adam get across rivers? He walked. Oh, How do you think he named 100 million animals? Because he had the mind of Christ. So Jesus is doing nothing more than God gave Adam to do. And Jesus came to take you back to where you were. So he's looking at them and going, I don't understand what's going on in this boat. You woke me up from a perfectly good sleep because of some wind? Well, don't you understand we were afraid? Why? Why is it you're not in faith and you're in fear? Well, we're going to die. Who told you you were going to die? I'm not going to die. And you're not going to die. So he gets on to them because they allowed the circumstance to control them. Now, listen to me. (sighs) Don't ever think that occasionally God doesn't get upset. I've been in church Sunday morning, and I've said things that were kind of strong, and people go, well, he's kind of rough. So is God. If, you, if you've been saved for 25 years and you're still carnal, I might have a word for you. Why are you still like you? Okay, never mind. Okay, pr- amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Mark 5. Now, you say, hold on a minute. This is a new kind of praying. No, it's not. No, it's not. What do you think Joshua did to the son? He he didn't go, oh God. (laughs) Oh, needest thou, stoppest the son. I have to get the battle on and how you, oh, Jacob's pray with me. Oh, man, get down and pray with me. Oh, because he wasn't, he wasn't religious. He's fighting. He goes, son, stop. I got, you can't go down right now. And the Bible said, God hearkened his voice. Now, when you can make the sun screech to a halt, that's some serious speaking. Whole solar system went. And the devil's going, that's some serious faith. What about David and Goliath? I'm going to cut your head off and spit in a hole. He didn't pray. He just attacked him, killed him, and cut his head off and went and got the girl. That's what he was after. Oh, let's stop here for a minute. If you go back and read the story, the king offered his daughter to whoever killed the Goliath. David went, stop somebody and tell me what he's just said. I can get taxes no longer and the girl, where's my slingshot? I'll kill him. <laughs> Typical teenager. You giving me a gift? Thank you, you're a sweetheart. I'm, I'm doing 
All right, okay. What about Moses at the Red Sea? What about Joshua shouting the walls down? This is not a new kind of praying. So let's go to Mark 5. Let's go to Mark 5. What, I'm, I'm picking scripture so you don't have to go very far. I don't want you to go very far. I want you to go nowhere hardly. 25, verse 25. A certain woman had a flow of blood 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians. <laughs> don't shout me down. Some doctors are good. Some doctors are practicing. Stay away from the practitioners. Let's see if this pill works. Nah, it didn't. Let's try another one. Never mind. Let's cut him a little bit. Okay. Suffered many things from many physicians that she had... And she had spent all the money she had, and she was a whole no alone better. And she heard about Jesus, came in the crowd, and touched his garment. And she said, she said, she said, say, I say, say, I say, I say, I will get my healer. I will walk with God. I will. Because until you say it, listen. The Holy Spirit does not move until the word is spoken. No matter who says it. I just gave you the punchline. Holy Spirit's up there. God is sitting there on his throne and going, okay, we're going to make an earth. And Holy Spirit's just hovering. And he's going, throw the ball. I'll catch you. you. You speak the word, I'll do it. Today, Holy Spirit is waiting for you to go, I have something to say. Mm, I've got something to say about this. This ain't going to stay like it is. This is fixing to change. Isn't that what Jesus said, have the faith of God? If you don't say it, what happens? N- nothing. No, waiting on the Lord. <laughs> waiting on the Lord. Just, we're just waiting on the Lord. We hadn't done nothing in 10 years. Why don't you quit waiting on the Lord? Why don't you get them to do something about yourself? Everybody in Georgia knew exactly what I just said. <laughs> I, I have to enjoy this because this is what I do. And if I don't enjoy what I do, then this is be a terrible day. And God did not take the redneck out just because I got born again. He said, let's leave a little bit of that redneck. Lisa hates it. I, just, I wish you quit talking like that right there. I said, how come? That's, you're making fun of my family. I'm not even going to look at her. I want to see her face. She, she taught me English. She said, rent is not a word. I said, you rent the biscuits. She goes, rent, spell it. I said, I don't know whether I can spell it or not, but I can tell you them biscuits don't look real good. <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. I got to go, I got to go. <laughs> Say, we're having fun. Mark 5, 25. She said, if I touch his clothes... I'll be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Jesus immediately knowing in himself power had gone out of him. And I want you to understand something. He didn't do it. 
That's a powerful thing. He did. You're not waiting on him. He's waiting on you. Okay. Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? His disciples went, are you serious? You're standing here and people are poking you and bumping under us and you want to know if someone touched you? Someone touched him in faith. Someone released faith and pulled the power and he was unaware that it was even going on. Can you do that? You absolutely, I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, apparently she wasn't waiting on the Lord. Okay, okay. He looked around to see this, what had been done, and the woman, fearing trembling, knowing that it would happen, came and fell down and, and told him the whole truth. God, that took a long time. Never mind. What do you think it would be like for a woman to say, I want to tell you the whole story? By the time he gets to Jairus' house, the guy's been dead a long time. <laughs> and you know what, what intrigues me is he listened. Men, come on, men. Ladies, help me out a little bit. He actually listened. I want to tell you the whole story, all right? Well, it started back when I was 12. <laughs> I read my Bible different than you do. I just read it and go, wow, that's cool. Daughter, oh, I don't see it on screen. I didn't give her my notes. Did I give her my notes? Your faith has made you well. What? Did he attribute it? Her faith. Can, if her faith can change her, can yours? Well, you just made every devil in hell, man. You're not in a situation right now that your faith in God can't change. I don't care what you're hearing in your soul. I don't care what the world is telling you. You don't have a situation that can't be changed. You might have to turn the television off. Because that's the most negative bunch of crap there is on the planet. Quit asking idiots for advice. And I got strong then. I'm... Get right with God here. My wife hates that too. She hates that. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> Think Bible. Talk Bible. Think Bible. Talk Bible. What did he say? Let's, let's look at one more. 535, 535. And while they were still speaking, the ruler of the synagogue came and says, your daughter's dead. Ain't no sense in bothering him anymore. And as soon as Jesus heard that word, he said, don't be afraid, only believe. He didn't make it difficult, didn't make it hard. He said, what'd you say? I said, I'd come. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me here. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John. And he came to the house where the ruler of the synagogue saw the tumult and weeped very loudly. And he came in and said, why are you making this commotion and weeping? The child's not dead. And they ridiculed him. Yeah. 
Who do you think you are? Walking around talking all of this positive stuff. Well, I'm a son of God. That's what. But when he had put him outside, he took the father and mother and the child, and those were with him. And he entered where the child was laying. He took the child by the hand, and he said, God, oh, God, up in heaven. Oh, thou art God almighty up in heaven, and we know that thou hast all power. Oh, Did he? I'm, 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 I'm trying to lead you up to Mark 11. He didn't do any of the stuff we do. Because it don't work. What did he do? Talk to a dead kid. Little girl. Dead girl. Hey, dead girl, get up. Now, wait a minute. If this wasn't in our Bible, I would be a fruitcake. And you'd be crazy sitting here listening to me. But we're not. The the spirit realm is more powerful than the natural realm. We talked about that. The word of God, God is able... God calls things that are not as though they are. And when Abraham was a hundred, listen to me, impotent and no Viagra. (laughs) See, I got to come down to a pop guy. I got to make it plain. And Sarah hadn't had a period in 60 years. And God says, Starting today, you are the father of nations. And Abraham goes, okay. And Sarah goes, <laughs> really? God, that's hilarious. And he has some goat and goat's milk, and he leaves, and he goes into town, and he says, my new name is father of a multitude. And everybody goes, don't pay any attention. The guy's crazy. But let me tell you something. If God calls you, if God said... You're the father of multitude. You're the father of multitude. If God said you're complete, you're complete. If God said you're blessed, say I'm blessed. Now what he's waiting on is for you to hook your faith with what he said. I'm blessed. Everything I put my hand to shall prosper. That business of mine it shall grow this year in Jesus' name. I said so. When does the Holy Ghost work? When you start talking. Body, (laughs) you ain't getting old on me. Nah, I know they said you're 70. Don't believe a word of it. It's a lie. You're the new 30. I found a scripture in the Old Testament. It says um, Caleb was taking mountains at 85. I'm 15 years from that. If he's still whooping people at 85, come on, jump back. I like that scripture. Don't jump on me. I'm only 70. I'm trying to help the old people now. Y'all got you. You got to practice walking. 
I got a question for you. Why do you go to the gym to get on the treadmill and you park close to the door? You're fighting for that spot so you don't have very far to walk. So you can go walk. Don't make sense to me. I'm like, why don't you park out there? I just have questions. I, I, my brain don't work like yours. I look at people and go, why do you do that? Okay. Lisa does it because she doesn't want to get wet when she runs out of the store. That's right. She goes, she don't wear no raincoat. Florida people don't have no umbrella. We don't have no umbrella. People in Boston have umbrellas. People in Florida don't have we, we know if you sit in a few minutes, it'll quit. Oh, adequate. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, where was I? Oh, I got 27 minutes. Mark 10. Turn the page. I, I, I hadn't even got started yet. I'm still on point number one. Mark 10, 46. Are you ready? And they came to Jericho as he went to Jericho with all the disciples, great multitude, Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, and rode to begging. And when he heard that, Jesus of Nazareth began to cry out and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when he warned him, they said, be quiet, shut up, you Pentecostal, shut up, you guys make too much noise. And he cried out all the more because we've all found out that if you don't ever scream and holler, you don't get nothing. All right. And so he cried out the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called him and he said, be of good cheer. He's calling you. Now they're all happy because you got a hold of Jesus. And throwing aside his garments, he rose, went to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, what you want? I'm thinking, well, it's obvious he is blind. Well, you know, if you don't tell God what you want, he don't know what you want. It ain't up to God. It's up to you. You may go, I would like an ice cream. He don't know what you want. You got to tell God what you want. And you got to get real specific. I want a truck. I want it white. I want it lifted three and a half inches. I want a bed liner in it. I want this. I want that. And this is exactly what I want. And when I go, that's exactly what I'm going to buy. And it'll be there when I go get it. And then I want a woman. Blonde hair, blue eyed, five foot seven. Drop dead gorgeous and loves Jesus. I made a list. Exactly what I wanted. Lisa made a list, and she laid it over to me. She said, I left some stuff off my list. <laughs> I should have been a lot more specific when I went to God. <laughs> never mind, never mind. I'm <laughs> eh, too bad you're married. That's it. I got the paper. And Jesus said, go your way. I want you to read the next one. Say it. All right, now listen to me. If his faith can make him well, your faith can make you well. And listen, Romans 12, 3, he gave you a measure of his faith. Now, that's powerful. That's a powerful statement. When, when we're going to go back to Mark eleven twenty three. 23 now. We're going to go back to it, and we're going to read it now in the light of what, and immediately the guy received his sight. That's, that's a miracle, guys. That's a miracle. Everything in the kingdom of God operates by faith. Everything 
you'll ever want in life, you'll get it by faith in the finished work of Jesus. Now, my big Mac Daddy moment, I hadn't got here yet. I'm building. Go now to Mark 11. Go Mark 11, 12. And the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if some, somehow or another there was something on it. And he found nothing. And it was not the season. And in response, he prayed. Oh, God, you know that tree up there ain't got no fruit on it. I'm asking you to kill that tree. Kill that tree. I to kill that tree. Did he do it? No, he didn't. What I've done this morning, I've taken something very simple, and I'm showing you all the way through Jesus' life why he made the statement, have faith of God. Have faith. Like God has faith. Now listen to what he says right here. He's talking to you. That's huge. Verse 20. In the morning when they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter went, oh my God, the fig tree you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said to them in response to what they saw him do. In other words, listen. Are, are you marveling at what you just saw me do? And he said, you can do it too. That is a huge statement. Have faith like God has faith. Now, now let's read this because Kenneth Hagin did not put this in the Bible contrary to popular belief. For surely I say to you, if you say, and he, he, he jumps right off a tree into something that he's going to, you know this, impossible. If you said to a mountain, be removed and cast in the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe what you say, you also have what you said. Now, what he's saying here is this, very simple. Everything you have today, good and bad, is because of your mouth. It is not how you were raised. It doesn't matter whether you were raised in the ghetto or a barn. Doesn't matter whether you were ignorant or ugly. Has nothing to do with you, a Japanese, a Chinese, or Filipino. Everything you're experiencing right now has to do with what you think and what you talk. And if you don't like what's going on, then why don't you change the way you think and the way you talk? You say, but I don't know how to think. Well, he gave you a whole book of thinking. Holy Spirit is waiting on you. He's waiting on you right now. What? are you saying about what is going on around you? God is waiting on what do you have to say? I will live and I will not die. 
I will preach the gospel all over this earth. I will prosper. I will bless everything I put my hand to. What do you have to say about your income? What do you have to say about your body? Your body is made by God and it responds to the word of God. He made it. So if you don't like the way your body's operating, talk to your body because you need to go body. Now you listen to me. The Bible says you are strong in the Lord and the power of your might. And don't you be walking around here acting like you 80 years old. You stop it now. In Jesus' name, you understand me. Let the weak say, come on. Let the weak say, I am strong. Say, I'm strong. Say, I'm blessed. Coming in, going out. All right, I got one for all you older folks. I got the mind of Christ. I got the wisdom of God. I ain't losing my memory. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. I mean, I'm doing away. I'm doing so good. All right. Exodus 17. Let's just pop it on the screen. I'm going to show you something. Behold, I stand before you there on the rock of Oreb. And, and he's talking to Moses. Strike the rock and the water will come out of it. And the people may drink. And Moses did so on the side of the earth. Okay, okay. The rock we know is Jesus. And God said, when you walk up to that rock, take your stick and smack it. What is that a type of? Jesus died on the cross. Right? Did he die? Did he die? Did he already? Okay, okay. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Okay, okay. I'm going to put another scripture up there. Numbers 20, verse 7. Go to, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Ooh, 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 ooh. If you can't get excited about this, your wood is wet. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation, speak to the rock. Does not need to get hit again. Listen, <laughs> he does not need to come down and die for you again. And he doesn't need to leave heaven and come down and lay his hands on your little head. Oh, I'm just a much He doesn't, he's not going to die again. He's already died once. He's not going to die a second time for you. He's not leaving his throne and coming down and answer your prayers. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it'll yield water. And you'll drink water out of the rock and give them the congregation of the animal. Look at verse 9. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord and commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered an assembly before the rock. And he said to them, here now, you bunch of rebels. Sounds like me. Have I got to smack this rock one more time for you? And Moses lifted his hand, struck the rock twice with the rod, and God went, don't you dare. Now, now listen, listen to me. You know what that kind of praying that I've been making fun of is? Quit asking God to do what he told you to do. You quit nailing Jesus to the cross. He's not. Go to Romans 10. Go to Romans 10. Oh, snap. But the righteousness of faith speaks. The righteousness of faith speaks like this. 
Are y'all ready? Don't say, who's going to go up and get him back down here? Oh, God up in heaven. Rend the heavens, oh God, and come down the word of life, church, and do again what you did. Shut up. Oh, help me, Jesus. Where is he anyway? He's inside you. You want to move a God, get out of the chair and move. Count it all joy. That would be a move of God. Well, I'm doing good. Who's going to go to heaven? Bring him down, oh God. And who's going to go and say, oh, if he was only here, if I could only, like the woman with the issue of blood, if I could get a hold of your garment, I could be healed today. Shut up. I'm preaching real good. The word of faith speaks. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. What does it say? The word is near you. Where is it? In your mouth, in your heart. The word of faith, which we preach. Well, you bunch of faith people. Yes. Why aren't you? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised from the dead, you'll be what? Let me ask you a question. How many people in here are born again? Did it work? That was the most difficult miracle you'll ever get in your life, going from a heathen to a son of God. Why did you change the way you do it? I don't know. I, yeah, you know what? I can hear y'all's brain smoking. Y'all are like, I have never thought about that. What is God waiting on? What, what scripture did I begin the whole service with? I am healed by grace through faith, not of myself. It is the gift of God. I just released my faith. Not hard. Don't change your confession. Don't walk out of here and start talking about ah, my bursitis. Never mind. I don't know what happened to God. I just don't know what happened to God. Why God hadn't helped me in it this week. Okay. Yes. I have seven minutes. I actually have more than time than that. I'm, gonna, I'm just pretending like I'm going to let you all out of here. I want to read a story. Say yes. yes. Good. <laughs> I, I want you all to understand. Let me just say something. In all honesty, joking aside, does this help you? Yeah, it does. 
This is the message God told Brother Hagin. Go teach my, my people how to do it. Because at that time, they were tarrying for months to get the Holy Ghost, waiting on the Lord. Wait. Folks, listen, God was going, go tell them it's a gift. Just reach up and take it. Amen. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's all a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Quit struggling. Just use your faith and get happy and act like the Bible's true. Just stay. Okay, okay, I'm going to read a story. It's, it's a good story. I want to share something from my personal experience, Dr. Paul Young and Cho. One Christmas Eve, I was busy preparing a sermon. Later, an urgent phone call came early morning hours of Christmas Day. A man called from Seoul National Hospital and said, are you Pastor Cho? I am. One of you remembers is dying. He was in a car wreck. A taxi hit him, and they rode around all through the morning with him in the back seat because... If he is dead, they don't find him. But if he takes him to the hospital, then they find him. So the taxi cab driver was riding around with this guy hoping he would die. But a police caught him, and eh, the guy didn't die. Got run over by a car. Pretty big deal, right? Bad day. Storm. Really bad day. Real bad, real bad day. Okay. In Korea at that time, if someone was hit by a car taxi, the taxi driver would have to pay $2,500. He'd be delivered of all fine, et cetera, et cetera. The member brought, Okay. This member had bought a beautiful hat and some other articles for his wife. So he, he was so carried away with joy of giving them his wife his presents, he jaywalked across the street without watching the light, and he was hit by a taxi. Since it was late evening, no one saw the taxi cab driver, and they carried the man in his car throughout the evening. The man did not die, and eventually a policeman caught the taxi, carried him to the hospital. The impact of the accident had badly impaired his intestines. His stomach was full of dirt and blood. It's a bad day, real bad day. And the doctor knew it and called and said, Dr. Cho, we need, should we operate on? Medically speaking, it's hopeless. He was without medical attention for such a long time. Blood poisoning set in. There's no way for him to be cured. I said, you go ahead and operate him. As soon as I finish the Christmas sermon, I'm running to the hospital. And he did. After the service, he rushed to the emergency room in the, uh, in the hospital. And now he was totally unconscious. And the doctor said, there's no hope. Reverend, don't expect anything. He's dying. We could do nothing. When he opened his stomach, there was three places where the intestines were completely cut off, where it was filled with increment and dirt. There's no hope. I said, well, we're going to do our best. And then I went in. He was in a deep, deep coma, and I knelt down beside him, and I said, Lord, I need five minutes with him. Now, you, you may think, Lisa and I have been in hospitals where people are in coma, and I've gone in and said, Father, I need to talk to him. And she'll tell you the honest to God truth. We've had people come out of deep comas so I could spend a few minutes because I need to see where they are. I've, done, I've actually done this. I need him to come out of the coma for five minutes. As I was praying, I felt something move and I opened my eyes and the man opened his eyes. Oh, pastor, I'm dying, he said. I knew I only had five minutes. I said, you can't say that. Oh, pastor, good Lord. His guts are coming out. So, so, we're talking about a God that made the body and made the universe. We're talking about God, yeah. But now we need, I need you to understand something. You have a part to play. As long as you keep saying that, you're going to die. I can't help you. You need to change your imagination and your thinking. Change your visions and your dream. And the only way to carry out dominion over the 3D material world is through your imagination and through your voice. Now, you listen to me. I want you to picture a young man saying goodbye to his wife, full of health, goes to the office, completes his, all the people respect and admire him. 
Evening arrives, he buys nice gifts for his wife, waiting for him to come home and eat supper. He arrives, she rushes out of the gate to welcome him with a big hug and a kiss. They go in the house, share a delicious meal and a quiet evening. The, the man I'm talking about is no stranger, it's you. I want you to think about that man. Draw that picture in your mind. Look at the man and say in your heart, that's me. Now, I don't have time to do it. I was in the lab. Your imagination, who is it that speaks to you and says, you're not going to make it? It's the devil. Who is it that says the prayers of a righteous man avail much? The Bible was written to paint on your soul. If you're allowing it to paint, you will go, you, your, your body will go toward your thoughts. That's a power that a man has. God told Abraham, come out and count the stars. And if you can count them, that's how many your kids will be. Even though he was impotent, he needed him to have a mental image, even though it appeared impossible. Are y'all listening to me? When the doctor told me I had a year, I planned a trip to Alaska. I'm not dying. Do you think I had a fight? Sweetheart, yes. It is very difficult when a doctor tells you you're not going to live, and the Bible says with long life, I had to take my Bible out. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. I had to put that word in my mouth, and I had to get a mental image of Lisa and I. I planned a trip to Alaska. I'm going to climb a mountain, and I have things to do, and I'm going to start a Bible school. I got church. I got things to preach, and I never allowed my mind to go to a graveyard. Are y'all, anybody here, do y'all understand what I'm trying to say to you? Is that a fight? Yes, honey, it's a fight. Fight. The good fight of faith. You can have what you say. All right, I'm doing really good. I'm doing, y'all, I, I feel like right now y'all are going, by God, I just got this. Brother Hagen did this on the bed on, when the doctors, he had how many incurable blood disease, heart to everything, and yet he used his faith as a boy to get off and preach the gospel until he was 80 and never had another sick day in his life? That's how to be, you ought to go, well, Sean died me too. I'm not going to. Now, you understand, this is most people don't want to pay this kind of price, but you, it's, there's a price to be paid to walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by the word. You're going to have a Bible and it's going to be open a lot. All right. Don't pick, don't draw a picture of death. Draw a picture of a dead, don't draw a picture of a dead corpse. Keep dreaming about that man. I'll do the praying. You draw the mental picture and leave the praying to me. Will you do that? And then he went back into a coma. Yes, pastor, I'll change my dream. I'm going to change my thinking. I'll say that I'm that man. And I'll try to make that dream a reality. He said, I see it. And he began to cry. While we were talking, the surgeon came in with the nurses and they started giggling and laughing at me. And they thought that I had absolutely lost my mind. Don't think that all your relatives, if they hear what I'm preaching, they, nah, you're not down there in that church. 
but I was serious. I knew the law of the Spirit's fourth dimension. The man had begun to speak the language of the Holy Spirit, like the missionary on a foreign field who gains a deeper level of communion with the local people of that area. Blah, 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 blah. I knelt down and grabbed hold of his bed, and I prayed, Dear Holy Spirit, now he speaks your language. He has a vision and a dream. Rush into his physical body and carry out your dominion. I command this man to be whole and filled with a healing power. Now, now, Jesus had to get the people he was talking to in agreement. What do you want me to do? He, he didn't do it outside of their faith. Are y'all listening? Anybody listening? God needs you to cooperate with him. He wants you healthy. He wants you blessed. He wants it. But now you have to cooperate with him. Suddenly, the group of unbelieving nurses in the room was too hot, and the heat got so high, and the weather outside was very cold, and there was no heat, and the power of the Holy Ghost was given off. The surgeon of those began to feel fire. The, his ears began to turn red, and the power of God got so strong, we felt the bed trembling. Amazingly, in one week, that man got up, walked out of the hospital, and he is now in the chemical business doing wonderfully. Whenever I see him Sunday morning sitting in the balcony, I say, praise God, we spoke the Holy Spirit's language. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I have a bunch of stories, but, I, but I'm really out of time. This little book, The Fourth Dimension, powerful book. You ought to buy one. Amen. All right, let's see what else I have for you. Can I tell you one more story? It's 12.06, and I'm going to tell it because it's very important. My daughter back there, Che, sitting next to her handsome husband, Steve, next to her good-looking grandson and his brand-new beautiful wife. Anyway, all sitting in the back row. I don't know why I sit in the back row. They can sit in the front row if you want to. But when Che was a little girl, Che was a little girl. This is where I learned this. When Che was a little girl, in Georgia, I don't know whether you know this or not, it's really easy to get poison ivy everywhere in the summer. And Che was one of these kids that would just nothing but shorts and no shoes, and, and her and Ashley would run through the woods, and she'd come home and have poison ivy all over her body. Well, I'm a new believer. I'm going to use my, I'm going to pray. And I prayed for Che all day, all day, all day. You know what happened? Nothing. You know, I was aggravated. I was really mad at God. I'm going to jump way ahead. At two in the morning, I'm still praying for Che. I'm not quitting. By God, I'm going to get this girl healed since I found out that God heals today. At two in the morning, I got really mad at God, and I let him have peace in my mind. You know what that did? Nothing. He don't pay attention to the fit throwing. Then I decided to try a new approach. Maybe if I humbled myself. I did. I said, God, I don't understand. He said to me, I never promised to heal your daughter. I said, excuse me. I know better than that. I got healed by the power of God. I, I read books on how you. He said, no, I finished my work and sat down. He said, I'm never going to do anything about your daughter again. You know, it blew my mind. And then he said, I never prayed for anybody, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I never prayed for anybody. Mm -hmm. he, and then he said something. Y'all ready? If you want something done about it, you do it yourself. Amen. I went, what? I am not God. He said, I gave you my name, and I gave you my word. Amen. And I went upstairs, opened the door to Chase's bedroom, 2 in the morning, and I said, poison ivy, die in Jesus' name. And I closed the door and I went to bed. Now, when girls get prayer answered, the appropriate 
response is to scream. Bloody murder. So the next morning, I hear Che in the bathroom. And I'm thinking, someone is killing Che. She's looking in the mirror, and her body is clean as a baby's butt. And I walked in there, and I went, well, Shondai. Now, look at me. You can't take that from me. God taught me how this works. Now, I have learned since then, it doesn't work because it worked once. I've had to learn to use my faith like a tool. If you're going to do this, you're going to learn to use it. Now, Kenny, Kenny's a mechanic. I can tell you that he does stuff in his shop. I can't do it. But I could if I followed him around. I believe that I could be taught by Kenny to do anything Kenny does with enough time. And he wanted to do it. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a skill. Walking by faith is a skill. Jesus had a skill set. And he taught his disciples the same skill set. You can learn this if you want to. This is good, isn't it? You, you have no idea how it excites me to stand here Sunday morning and teach you how this works. Because I know that some of y'all are going through stuff. You're going, I mean, what you're going through is not good. But I'm telling you, if you'll listen, it will change. This will change. I don't have time to tell you all the stories about being a quarter of a million dollars in the hole doctor opened me up and full of gangrene told me I was almost dead I hadn't got time to do all that but I'll just tell you that I opened my mouth began to declare the word of God and God brought me out of everyone now you're going to have you're going to have trials this doesn't mean there's no trials this just means that you always victorious anyway I'm going to pray. I want, I want some of y'all to say some stuff. I don't want to just stop right now. I, how many of you feel like, I, I, got, I got some stuff I need to say. I don't want you to go. I mean, I want you to stop right now. And let's don't just go home and I'm going to wait on you. I want you to say, what is it the Lord is telling you you need to say? Let's start with money. How many of you need a job? How many of you need you need finances? You need some. You're in a situation. You need stand up right where you are. Stand up right where you are. You need some finance. You need it to increase. You need you need it. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. I want you to say this. According to my faith, my God meets all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now I say, money. Come to me. Work, come to me. In Jesus' name. Now I command you to come to my address and meet every need. And because I said it, Holy Spirit is on this. And I have what I say. No more talking broke. No more talking lack. No more talking poverty. My God meets every need according to His riches. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and sit down. 
How many of you are dealing with something in your body? Let's deal with it right now. Let's get it. Let's deal with it now. Let's deal with this. Say the Bible says. Himself bore my sin in his body on a tree. That I having died to sin might live for righteousness. By his bruises I am healed. Father God, I thank you that the power of God is working in my body right now in Jesus' name to bring about a healing and a cure. Now body, get in line with the word. The Bible says that I'm preserved spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' name. Now body, recover, recover, get well. Sickness, go. Get off me. Satan, get off me. Doubt, get off me. And we're talking about a way of life. All right, you sit down. We're going to deal with one more group of people. You got kids that are not in the will of God. We're going to get them home now. Heavenly Father, now we are praying, and I'll explain that one other day. That's for your benefit, not his. Heavenly Father, you said, great is the peace of my children. They are taught of the Lord. You said, the prayers of a righteous man or a woman makes tremendous power available. You said that the devil has blinded the minds of my children, family, And I take authority over it now in Jesus' name. Send someone across their path. I call them right with God. I call them righteous. I call them walking with God in Jesus' name. Come home now in Jesus' name. Now, the next time you see them, don't treat them like a heathen. Let me tell you something, you little twerp, where have you been? Are y'all listening to me? I got to, listen, I'm out of time. I've been out of time for 15 minutes. Oh, glory to God. Listen to me. Faith is God's superpower. And he gave you a measure of his Superpower. We should have shirts. Faith, man. I have what I say. That's good superpower. Spider-Man ain't got nothing on that. Just because you can go from building to building don't mean you can have what you say. Or he'd be getting that girl. Never mind, never mind. Are you ready? Are y'all ready for Lisa? Did y'all enjoy this? Did y'all get anything? Now, next, next, starting next Sunday morning, I'm going to come in here, and we're going to talk about how, what, what will hinder your faith. And it's good. I'm not going negative on it, but I, we're going to talk about overcoming fear. We're going to, come, we're going to talk about overcoming um, um, bitterness. It'll, it'll, Jesus said, only, he said, Mark 11, 20, if you have aught, forget, forget everything I just said. 
You don't know what they've done. Forget it. Are y'all listening? Unbelief, fear is kryptonite. I'm, I, I don't want to get in next week because I'm wired for bear. But, you, but when you get around kryptonite, you get away from it as fast as you can, Superman. If you want to fly again, leave the green rock alone. Never mind. Praise the Lord. I got another Bible. Did you steal my Bible again? I did not steal Justin it. Justin stole my Bible. Praise the Lord. Well, while we've been praying, everybody bow your heads right now. If you've never said this in your life, you need to say it. And it doesn't hurt for y'all that have said it to confirm it again. Jesus, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, I do believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that Father God rose rose him from the dead. I believe that in my heart. And now I confess it with my mouth. Jesus, be Lord. Come into my heart. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit. And now I am born again with the spirit of God. Thank you. I repent of my sin. Thank you for taking my sin. I receive you, Jesus, into my life. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.